welcome to Relatable Nerds. This is your podcast where you get all of your recaps of all of your favorite nerdy shows plus nerdy news. And I am one of your hosts. I'm Ilsa. (laughs) And I'm Kyra. And today we are going to be talking about, we have plenty of nerd news coming at you today. Mm -hmm. We also are going to be recapping the final two episodes of Loki. Um, I hope you've been keeping up with us so far. If not, we have all of our episodes backlogged with one, two, three, and four. So check that out and come back to this one. But before we get into all of our nerd news and the Loki recaps, I just want to know, Kyra, how was your week? (laughs) Oh my gosh, we're in November somehow, and I can't believe it. This year has gone by so fast. Um, How could you say that to me? What? How could you say that to me? No, I'm sorry. Winter is upon (laughs) us. Winter's coming. It's starting to get colder, which I'm excited about because I love my stupid Ugg boots and I love wearing sweaters and I love wearing all my jackets and being cozy, but I don't like snow, so that's obviously an issue. But, um... (laughs) I'm the opposite. I love summer. I I love love dress. I love tank tops. I love shorts. Like, I just hate wearing sweaters. I don't know what to wear in the winter. I feel like I have no style in the winter. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I love the seasons. I just, like, wear... I feel like I focus on my, like, jackets and outerwear more. And Mm -hmm. I just love that. And beanies and boots and... Yeah. I love it. Also, it's an excuse to, like, cancel on plans and just be like, oh, I'm going to stay home. The weather's bad, yeah. you know? And I just, I really, I'm becoming a gamer again. Yeah. Um, so that's been really exciting. What I are think, you gaming? Um, so I'm playing Starfield, mm-hmm. which is, like, a huge kind of, like, space. It's an insane game. I don't even know how to, ex- it's like Star Wars in a sense where you're in, like, your own kind of crew and you have, like, mercenary stuff you can do. Or, like, you really get to choose what you want to do. It's really open-ended. Yeah. Um. So that's fun. And so I am also going to San Francisco in a couple weeks to um, nice. Fan Expo Comic Con, which we've worked with them a couple times. And I have a couple shows there. One of the shows I'm going to be doing is the Top 10 Mark Hamill Moments. So I'm really excited about that. And then I have another um, panel that's going to be interviewing some big Star Wars <laughs> comic creators. Um, one is uh, Jody Hauser, who just wrote the new Obi-Wan series. So wow. I'm really, really excited. The writer? Yeah. And then no way. Joe Caroni, who's done so much amazing artwork for Star Wars since like, two thought, like 1999. He's been on there forever. And then Aaron Leffler, who is another incredible artist who does like really cute kind of like Star Wars, like graphic images. So I'm really excited about that. And then I don't know if I told you this, but okay, keep it together, Kyra. I'm meeting Mark Hamill on Sunday. Yeah, on you that told weekend, me. And I'm getting a fucking picture with him. I know. So I can't, exciting. I, I've literally been avoiding thinking about it because you can see me like I'm welling up and I really don't know how I'm going to be able to like keep I don't it know. together. I don't know. Um, I'm going to lose my mind. So that's kind of... I I wouldn't be able to get through it. I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's really cool because Mark Hamill hasn't really done Comic-Cons in like five or so years. So he's kind of coming out of his retirement, you know, because of Ahsoka. And I think they're planning to have Luke in a lot of upcoming like Heir to the Empire movie. So yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to right now. Oh, I, I also wanted to mention this. I am starting... I'm raising money this month for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital... I'm running two miles per day, at least minimum. Um, I'm going to put the QR code up on socials. If anybody wants to donate, if you do, yeah, if you do donate, I'll give you a quick shout out on social media or something with the podcast. Um, Just want to raise money for those kids and those families out there that are kind of going through it during the holiday season. I don't want anybody to struggle. And I really needed a good excuse to get my ass back into shape. And I love running, but of course it's cold now when I'm running. So yeah. I pick the best moments, but that was my week. It is so cold to be running. <laughs> well, I can't I just, believe you're running. Well, it's That's been insane. like kind of nice this week. You just like layer up and you get hot within like 15 minutes of it. Yeah. But then it's like as soon as you start walking and if you're not close to home, you're going to freeze because you're sweating, but there's ways around it if you, if you like layer up, but yeah. Yeah. How was your week? 
Um, my week was really cool. I had an awesome week, actually. Yeah. So I was in. I went to Milwaukee on Saturday okay. with uh, my friend Kiara, not to be confused with Kyra, because <laughs> I. So my best friend Morgan lives in Milwaukee. You yeah. know that. Yeah, we stayed at her house. Right, right, right. And, thank you, Morgan. Um, yes. <laughs> Never met you, but thank you so much. Cool ass apartment. <laughs> yeah. So when I told her, I was like, "Hey, can like me and my friend Kiara come stay?" She thought it was you for some reason. Oh yeah. Well, so it's close. So when she, we didn't see her when we came and dropped off our stuff. And yeah. then um, me and Kiara went, we did so many fun Milwaukee things. We went to like uh, the St. Kate Hotel, which was the coolest place oh, cool. in the world in Milwaukee. I just love Milwaukee. We always have I such a good time Milwaukee. there. Like it's so cute. I know. I love the people there too. They're all so I nice. Oh, it's amazing. So mm. it was just like a cute little like blip in time. Um, but it was so <laughs> funny because, so me and Kiara went to go see our favorite comedian, which is Nicole Byer. Okay. And... It was just the funniest show. She's the funniest woman in the entire world. She had yeah. two really good openers as well. Oh, cool. Who, like, I'm now following on socials because I'm, like, so excited about them. Like, yeah. they were... They were and it inspired me to, like, do stand-up again. Hell so yeah. I wrote, like, a brand new, like, five minutes. And I, like, I'm, like, okay, I'm, like, I'm ready to go, you know? Like, I'm ready to start going out there and going back to, like, open mics and stuff. But it was just so fun. And then, yeah, so my story was Morgan came to pick us up after the show. She was, okay. like, hey, do you want to, like, go to a wine bar and whatever? And we, yes. were, like, we were, like, hell yeah. <laughs> so she picks us up, and then Kiara gets in, and she was, like, I thought you were bringing oh, Kyra, oh, and man. I was like, that's not how you spell Kyra, right. okay. It's a <laughs> hard name to like, say, I get it, it's But she fair. was like, no, she was like, so nice to meet you, blah, 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 <laughs> like, I was just so confused, because <laughs> Kyra did not get into my car. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, funny. Uh, but yeah, we had a really awesome time. Nice. Um, I feel like I did something else. Oh yeah, on Monday me and my girlfriends went to this place called Workshop Apothecary. Okay. So, shout out, it was like perfume making. Oh. So, you could also make like a, I don't know what you would call this, but like an, like a, like a scent that helps you with like your mood. Oh yeah, like lavender, magnesium, or like right. Um, yeah. So I made one of those. The other girls, nice. I think, not everybody, but most of the girls made perfume. Yeah. And then I made like a focus concoction. Okay. okay. So yeah, I've been having that by my computer, and it's been helping. But yeah, it was a really cute little place in Pilsen, yeah, and that is she. Cool. Um, just opened, and she's got a really good thing going on there, and okay. we had a really good time. So, shout out that place. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I've been really into, like, um, those, like, roll-on, kind of, like, relax. Yeah, I do prefer record. I don't know if you saw me. Like, I roll, yeah. and I'm just like, it's, I look like a psychopath, because I'm like, I feel like superstar with, like, Molly. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Shannon just, like, smelling her arms and going, you know? So that was our week. Our weeks are so fun. Yeah. But so let's get into nerd news. Oh my goodness. Okay, so the first thing that I was going to say is that Denny Villeneuve has kind of leaked his next film for Sony Pictures. It's going to be called Cleopatra. This man loves sand. He loves... Loves he it. He loves it. The opposite <laughs> of Anakin. Little Annie, baby little Annie. God, thank God he didn't do Star Wars. I know. Or actually, he should have. Shit. Man loves fan. But the screenplay <laughs> is written by David Scarpa and based on the best selling book by Stacey Schiff. Okay. Um, it's not in production yet, it's going to begin uh, sometime in 2024. But he has already um, hired his main actress. So, sorry, the story is going to focus on Cleopatra's ruthless rise to power. I love using it. Using her skills as a seductress. Oh, so, yeah. who did he cast in that role? None other than Zendaya. Yes. His Just, favorite biatch from Dune. I love it. Yeah. And then he her. also is clearly, like, he's not looking very far for new actors. Why not? Because he's using people that he's worked with. Right. So, he offered, and they haven't taken it yet. But he offered Daniel Craig the role for Caesar and Timothy Chalamet for the role of Octavius. So we might get another Timmy Zendaya movie, which I'm like really excited about them. I think they have like really good chemistry. They do. And there is something that most people don't know about me is I'm a big like Zendaya Timmy stan and I kind of wish that she was with him instead of 
her man's. Oh, what? Yeah, you I don't do. Like Tom? I don't like him for her. Spidey. I mean, he's so I love short it. and so weird. What's wrong with that? A tall girl can date somebody shorter than them. It's just, okay. it just doesn't. I mean, I I'm happy for them. I, I fucking I'm love it. I'm happy for them. I will see though. It I can just see... feels so goofy that she would be with such a goofy guy. But she, I think underneath it all, she's very like just down to earth and just doesn't really care. Um, I love. I just I don't know. We're big Spider Man fans. So I when I first saw um, Far From Home or not Far From Home, just what is the first Spider Man Tom Holland called? It's not Far From Home. Is it Far From Home? It is. No, Far From Home. No Way Home. Far From Home, No Way Home. Homecoming. Homecoming. Yeah. Okay. So when I first saw that one, I wasn't sold on anybody in Spider-Man. I wasn't sold on Tom Holland. I really loved him as like a Peter Parker. I didn't know if I was going to love his like the next couple movies. And then obviously I do. I love him now. Yeah. Um, he. I will say though, he is like my least favorite out of all the three main. Um, but obviously it's just because I was younger and grew up with, you know, Toby and Andrew. But I, I wasn't buying Zendaya's MJ in the beginning either. Me neither. And I really was just like, man, she looks like she hates her like role so much and I mm-hmm. get that they wanted to show a different side of MJ she's not always the damsel in distress she is smart they kind of do that in the video games and stuff too but they didn't make her like really they didn't showcase how smart she is no they kind of showcased how socially awkward and different she is right which is not who MJ is it MJ was, like was always the most popular, popular person mm-hmm. you know she was always like super cool so right it was it was very angsty and like I don't hate it now looking at the whole thing but yeah we don't need another popular no. like redhead white chick right just a play. cliche Kristen yeah. Dunst love her don't get me wrong that's mm-hmm. my MJ forever I love her but Zendaya would have also played like an uppity high school girl really well, I think. Oh, totally. Well, yeah, her, like, Disney shows, you yeah. know? Like, she was always kind of that before. And No, obviously... she was, like, the sweet girl. Yeah. And Shake It Up. True. Oh, I never watched it. I just saw pictures, and I'm like, she kind of looked like the popular uh, no, she it was girl in it. No, she was freaking gorgeous and She's so beautiful. talented, and she was so obviously better than the other girl. Um, yeah. But yeah. she played the, the nice, like, shy one in the friend group. Yeah. And then oh, the, she did. The other okay. girl was the crazy one in the show. I think that was, like, Bella Thorne or something. Yeah, Bella which, Thorne. Which totally she went tracks. Off the rails. Yeah. Is nuts. Good for Zendaya, though. I love Zendaya. Um, team Zendaya. I do, too. <laughs> and this is why, like, I feel bad saying it, like, that I don't, because I do support her happiness in any way that she's happy, which just sounds so creepy because I do right. not know her. But, like, I don't think I it's just, Endgame. She is just so beautiful and perfect to me that it's hard for me to because I was like I don't even know if Tom Holland asked me out if I would say yes you know like he's not that cute oh really (laughs) I mean he is spider-man but it's like I'd probably say no but it's like yeah imagine if he was just like a regular guy I kind of like imagine if he wasn't an actor or he was like a not popular actor Imagine if he wasn't Spider-Man. I just, anyway, I just, I try to think of them as, like, how they would be in the regular world. Right. And it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I feel like Timmy, if Timmy was just regular world, I would still be like, wow, yeah. Yeah, if Timmy was still regular world, he would still be hit and puss every week. And this is that age-old freaking argument where it's, like, a beautiful, drop-dead, gorgeous, mixed person like Zendaya Mm -hmm. who goes for the... Fucking bland white bland man. Bland white man. And I am so guilty of it. I've but I guess Timmy's a white man too. He is but such he's not a bland. bland. He's a little bland. He's, he's a little bland. He has curly hair. I'm saying like if he and wasn't. small chin. Right. If he wasn't like famous, he would look pretty. He would pretty. Be, he would be bland to like standards, Absolutely I think. Absolutely not because I watched him do his like little dance in high in school. In school. But, that, but like what if he didn't go to that like art school? That was like he so hard to get into. He would have still been the hottest guy in high school. I, like yeah, the coolest guy. It, it, it's it's something that Tom Holland doesn't have. It's like an it factor that you can't explain with him. I think. Yeah. And I think it has to do with height. Bde. Yeah, <laughs> it has to do a little bit with height. But it's no, it's big dick energy. Totally. Because any tall, skinny white man has a huge, probably. Probably. Um. In all of my years as a scientist, that's what I've come to find out. We believe science. Um. We believe in the power of science. I just yeah, you know. I love Timmy. I have loved everything he's done, honestly. I think he's a cool dude, too, for the most part. He seems pretty just... He seems pretty cool. 
his like interests and hobbies outside of everything too. Mm-hmm. I've heard a couple of sketch things about him, but you know, I digress. Everybody Speaking has... of sketch things, he'll be doing the sketch oh. show Saturday night yes! live. He'll be hosting this week. I saw tomorrow. that ad. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, today's Friday. So Saturday comes after will be Friday. Out tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> if not, you guys, he's there Today. this weekend. He's oh. there. He was on already. Yeah. Um, and he's also like. I saw that ad and I was just like, oh my God, no fucking way. Like SNL, it's like they knew. Like they, it was like perfectly planned. They're like, Timmy, it's happening. The strike's over. Yeah. Also, you guys, the strike is over. Thank God. Um, Which like we should apologize about because I feel like we didn't really like follow the strike guidelines and didn't participate in it. We kind of just, I didn't even try to figure out what we should and shouldn't talk about. And I think, like, because Loki had already come out, it was yeah. okay. Well, but there's definitely it. things that we probably missed. So yeah. if we did miss something and that we probably shouldn't have talked about, I would love to be educated on that. Because we kind of just, like, didn't think that we were part of that. As, like, I'm not part of SAG. I'm a non-union actor. But I'm not in SAG. But that doesn't mean I didn't support it and support their striking. We've mentioned it a couple times, too, consistently on the podcast. But I guess... I think there was some projects we shouldn't have mentioned, which I don't even... Didn't even think about. Yeah. So that's just, you know, your hosts are not... (laughs) Yeah. It's not like we have a platform where we're getting paid union like we are not getting paid to talk about it so i guess it doesn't matter what we do right i think you know we were we didn't mean any harm by it and i think probably whoever no i didn't even think about it until i was listening to another podcast by one of my friends and they were doing non-struck projects only that they were talking about and i was like i didn't even think about that I th- that to only talk about non-struck projects. Right. I mean, I was I was on a podcast that's pretty um, focused about not talking about it, and I totally understand that. And, yeah, I mean, we still support it, of course. But here's our official apology. We are just dumb hoes. Um, but you guys, yeah, Timmy's hosting SNL this weekend. Uh, he's obviously got a lot of things to cover now because Dune was supposed to come out this past week, which that the moment of silence... For that being taken away from us. Um, I quite honestly contemplated staying alive because that was just too much for me to not get doing this here. I feel like we've been waiting forever. There's always... Luckily, Loki made life worth it. God. Um, But yeah, Timmy has a movie coming out in a couple weeks, you guys. Willy Wonka is coming out. Yeah. A young Willy Wonka. I mean, we watched the trailer on that. Check it out on our YouTube. It's going to be great. I'm... I'm ecstatic about that. I'm going to take so many edibles and just fucking probably dance in the theater. You know, there's all those Swifties dancing at the Eras Door movie. I'm going to dance in the Willy Wonka movie. If anybody wants to meet me there, we can all hold hands <laughs> and run. In the Willy Did Wonka you see those movie. videos of the Swifties in the theater for the Eras Door? They were like straight up cult vibes, like holding hands and like dancing in a circle. And I'm like, y'all are insane. Whatever. I get it. But. Man, I don't know. Willy Wonka is more like my lane where I'll be like, yeah, Willy Wonka. You know, I'll be yeah. dancing with the Oompa Loompas and shit. Like, Oompa Loompa supremacy, you know? That was, yeah, I wish um, I had something. Because I feel like a lot of people really are, like, crazy about Beyonce. And yeah. Crazy. Oh, well, she has a movie coming out at the end of the month, too. Yeah, and there's going to be the beehive going out there doing the same shit right. that the 50s are doing. And it's like, when is when do, when is our turn? When is our right. time? Should we just start larking in the fucking theaters when Blake comes out and fucking I, Spider- No, you know what? It was our time because when Spider-Man came out, we, we did were insane. Up. And people were like, oh my God. But I mean. And we were screaming and we were crying and we were total. We assholes were, we were, we were <laughs> maybe not Swifties, but we were Spideys in Spideys. that moment. Spideys. That's we what it should Spidey. be called. Um, the Spidey tour. Because I'm like trying, I'm always trying to be like understand where other people are coming from yeah oh yeah so now if i can put it into my own perspective lens um, right because i'm not there yet where i can just respect everything Mm -hmm. i have to put it in my own lens first so now that i've put it in the spider-man lens i can respect it all yeah it's like um psychopathic like you lose yourself to it totally and i lose myself to spider-man every single time yeah every single freaking time loki i lose myself to loki yeah fetal position at the end of every episode i'm like what 
what oh yeah this is what the tip this think about do. these white women that's how right. they feel every time Taylor think about these white women. every time straight up and she dated Loki too Tom Hiddleston. she did briefly um that is when I did get angry at her I, I just and now she's a, you know gonna Which is stupid because yeah. I didn't have a chance she is so just she knows everything she's gonna do and obviously the Jazza rumors are still like oh my god kind of a knife to the heart you know she's getting in good with like all of them and like how they were at like the, we talked about it like a couple weeks she ago she might be podcast. yeah she's... I think it's a great casting for sure it is I don't want to see her in our Marvel stuff though I almost want to like gatekeep it because those Swifty fans I think are that's how the there. men think about Harry Styles right like, they want to gatekeep him out of the Marvel movies that's actually really fair that's a fair comparison that's true yeah. I can't say anything after that statement. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at least people don't... Da- well, Harry, I guess, hasn't had a movie in theaters yet, which he definitely should do, because that would be... I would probably go see that every and day. And we had that leak with... Um, Filoni or Feige? I always get them confused. Feige. Filoni Star Wars. Feige's Feige. Marvel. So, yeah. okay, yeah. So there was that soundbite with Feige where they asked him about Harry Styles and his yeah. or whatever. Nerd news. Yeah. So we're not really, like, sure if he's coming back they obviously like have him in the works but they don't have a project for him is what it looks like because they also like have Makari and Druig they all clearly went off on this spaceship together to start something with Fina I think they have to have all those actors back and I feel like Angelina Jolie they have to have her. I think she'll do it. I think she's not doing anything right now. So why not, you know? She's raising 12 children. One of her kids is going to be like, do it, mom, do it, mom. And then she'll just do it. And one of those kids has to like Marvel. I think... <laughs> There's I'm banking Just on the that. probability One of them of has it. to like Marvel. Just the probability. Come on, mom. <laughs> Sitting at home all the time. Come on, mom. Um, I love Angelina Jolie. I, I know we're like part of the 1% that likes Eternals. Nobody really likes it. I'm yeah. really excited to see Harry Styles. The only Styles. time we've ever been a part of the 1%. Right. <laughs> Literally. But, I don't know, I think um, they're both casted well. You can't really say much after showing that uh, comparison. But I will say that Kevin Feige did look really stumped when someone asked him about Harry Styles returning mm-hmm. that man. I don't know how much PR he media like, training he's had. That? He was like, he, he, it he was, was like, like... Everybody's been asking me if Iron Man's coming back. They rehearsed they this. for fucking Star Fox, bruh. I could seriously see his PR person being like, okay, Ready? I'm the interviewer. <laughs> You're this person. They're recording him like fucking takes, you yeah. know, like auditions. And they're just like, what about Harry Styles returning? And they're like, like, look confused. Look like you don't even know who he is. Just look totally irrelevant. Like, look up to the brim of your hat. You know, it was like so calculated. Look down to the left so they yeah, know you're lying. Like, bum, one, two, three. <laughs> bum, one, two, three. We're really excited to see what's going to happen. with <laughs> Like, just like so. Yeah, like, and it's like, if you look back at all his interviews, he's, he says that a lot for a lot of the things that actually do happen. But he'd be an absolute. I know Harry Styles is kind of low on the radar right now, but you know, I'm waiting. you know when Harry Styles comes back, it's gonna be bigger than life. Um, well, yeah. like the Styles obsessive Gorleys were saying, like, why did he? Because he buzz, he shaved his head. He got a buzz cut, and so they're like, "Is wig. this for like Marvel or something?" And oh yeah, there was like the wig things, but that was like 2022. Yeah. But now he actually like shaved his head or oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh my god! And I they're saw like those saying videos. they think it's for like a movie, and I feel like it clearly is, and we'll find out eventually yeah. what movie he's doing. I think he's probably doing, but it's not Star Fox. I, Star Fox has a full head of hair. I think it could be like a wig though, because Star Fox is a ginge, so I think he could be. Wearing... But he wasn't a ginge in the Eternals blip. He was. He was? Mm-hmm. Am I, I not so. remembering I'm sure this correctly? He had, I'm pretty sure he had. Okay. Please hold for Google I'm pretty sure moments. he was a ginge. Star Fox, Harry Styles. Wasn't oh, he? He was a ginge. It was like a copper brown. It was not his normal hair color, and it's really low cut, right? It's like not a lot of hair. So I could see them totally... Giving him a wig, like a Absolutely. red wig. But he's got copper brown here. It's brown, though. That's not red. I don't... It looks like it's orange It's copper. It's still, like, not his normal hair color. No, yeah, for sure. It's definitely got a... It's, like, what I looked like in eighth grade when I tried yeah. to be punk. Um, They'd be... Not fully getting there. Absolutely. Oh, God, that's to not do so this. I mean, 
You guys, Marvel, come on. I know Harry Styles is going to return. I mean, they can't not do that. It's yeah. too good. Especially with everything happening that we're going to talk in Loki. So many people are going to be coming into the Secret Wars movie that they don't even have a freaking date for yet because of everything going on with Kang, which we will get to. But I'm just glad somebody asked him that because I want to keep it on the radar. You know, us... Uh, what Keep they it in their mind. Yeah. Keep it top of mind. Do not forget about Harry Never. Styles. That's we the do as fans have to bully him. I... But we should get into yeah. the Loki recaps, actually. Okay, yeah. We Let's... could talk a whole damn episode about nerd news. As soon as you mention Harry Styles, it's like, oh, man, here this we go. Is a full here fucking we episode. Go. We could <laughs> release a... We could re- release, like, a whole thing about Harry Styles, which I mean, if a slow week happens, we could I do. I dressed today, and I was listening to Harry Styles. You're wearing a Harry Styles sweater I know, right and now. I had the pearls on that say golden that I yeah. wore to the fucking concert. I'm a big Harry Styles fan. I wouldn't say Swifty level obsession, because that's just insane to me, but I remember when we saw Eternals, and he walked in, and that was one of the best moments ever yeah. as a Marvel fan. I can't explain. I was in one of those stupid 40X chairs that was shaking. Oh, and it God, was just, yeah, I remember that. The water was spraying. The smoke was coming out. My dad was next to me. He dropped a whole extra large popcorn. Have you ever done that before we get but on Loki? But it's free, though. You can the 40X. go back and like put the popcorn and get more popcorn, I, right? I, he did that, free but refills, like he's but... never done it. I never done it. No, I was yeah, stoned he, out of my mind. He was drunk. Yeah, and it just starts fucking the seat. It was like a roller coaster. And I was so high and tipsy, and like the fucking pot, it just starts like shaking, and his whole popcorn goes like all over the floor, and then water starts spraying at us, and then out of nowhere, it was so bad, like the smoke machine was broken, and the smoke just fucking comes up, our our eyes start watering, <laughs> and just like, like it was so fucking funny. I would never. Ten out of ten recommend. I would. I would have done it for Spider Man. I'll do it again for, like, certain movies, but, like, oh, my God, that was so funny. You guys Never. go do 40X. It's expensive, though. But Loki. <laughs> Loki, yes. Episode 5, science fiction. Yeah, you guys. That is what it's called. Um, so, basically, uh, Loki wakes up in the empty TVA because the last episode, the TVA blew up because the temporal loom. Yeah, they didn't or get no, it in time. Or, um, no, Victor Timely didn't get to the temporal loom in He's time. So, but this Hobie's slipping, you know? He's back to his time-slipping ways. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, it's um, all calculated, for he sure. He just walks around, like, the TVA, bopping around, like, hey, where are you? What are you doing? He checks the cafeteria for Mobius. And, yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? You ain't here eating pie, Yeah, that's bro. off. Something's wrong. <laughs> also, check out Tipsy Nerds, because we made a Mobius Key Lime cocktail. Oh, yeah. So Delicious. So, that recipe's on there. Drinking it right now. Please, yeah, please, please uh, make one yourself while you listen. Um, but yeah, I did think that Mobius might have been in the cafeteria eating pie in that moment, but he wasn't. I knew. I, um, I feel like I knew he wasn't going to be just because... Nobody was anywhere. Yeah, and I feel like Loki kind of had to get that, like, abrupt, like, wake-up call mm-hmm. because every he's been with him in, like, every episode since the beginning, so I think it was But now fun. he's completely alone, and it's it really was sad. so scary. I know. Um, but then he does find one dude who's, like, looking at a book in the big computer room or whatever, yeah. and then he time slips, Takes so the before book, he can, like, really talk to the guy. Yeah. Um, no, and then, so he goes back to the room to find the guy, mm-hmm. and he looks at the files that the other guy was looking at, and then he grabs... Or the book or whatever. Yeah, and then he handbook. grabs it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, then he time slips away and he realizes that it was like him who was actually looking at it. It's very it's trippy. Ouroboros. It is yeah, trippy. It's a lot to follow. You, you can't blink. Don't watch this when you're high. It's also very like full of anxiety just thinking about that all because I totally think art imitates life and I totally think there's branch time I think that's what life is you know there's like a million timelines going on at the same time yeah it's totally a real thing but we haven't gotten there yet we we don't have our Victor timely in the timeline yet which is probably a good thing so yeah (laughs) well so everything turns to spaghetti when they're in the computer room yeah and so the tv is saying fail safe mode is initiated Mm -hmm. and yet nothing is working right so that was interesting because that kind of gets explained in episode six. It does. But in five, like, you don't really know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we're, so we're about to meet 
this episode is about meeting all the characters' variants and their real lives and their timelines, which we've all been wanting to see. Yeah. Um, and it begins with Casey, who's meeting his boyfriends for, like, a fun little prison escape. Um, and he was sleeping under this, like, very cold man. Yeah. And I was like, is he dead? Yeah. Because he was, like, cold. Yeah. And I was oh. like, or is it just, like, very cold in Alcatraz? It looked oh, cold. Oh, the water, the notorious, the West Coast, that water's freezing. <laughs> okay, like, yeah. it was just, like, crazy. That water's freezing, for sure. Um, But, yeah, his, like, little boyfriends, like, show up in, like, this hole, and they're like, hey, Casey, yeah. or Frank, come on. Frank, Because like, yeah. his name is Frank and now. And Frank in that timeline, yeah. But, yeah, so, but how we know is Casey and his friends, they escape Alcatraz, mm-hmm. which, you know, good for you, Casey. And then Loki bops in and is like, Casey, Casey, like, oh my god, thank god, like, what are you doing here, yeah. Loco? Like, let's go. Right. And then he was like, um, who are you? Are you the guy with the boat? And they're like, dude, why is he calling you that? How do you know him? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know this man. And it's, like, very confusing and scary. And then Loki time slips away. So, assumingly, well, I guess Frank does end up escaping because he comes back later in the episode but Loki kind of like bops back to the TVA he enters the time theater and there's also like an ugly orange ball in there mm-hmm. and I was like was that Miss it was like a shiny ball but it wasn't Miss Minutes but it was like for her the placement yeah it was like a shrine almost to her it yeah. felt like I was like something did happen between her and Kang I feel like I don't really know like what yeah. it was maybe it was just like phone sex But I feel like there was some sort of a relationship that happened. Yeah, there's definitely some tension. Because why else would he have this stupid, like, shiny orange ball? Like, orange balls just placed orange everywhere. It's weird. It is weird. It's too much to just, like, the color orange, you know? Yeah, and he's never once, like, acted like he liked citrus because we've only seen him eat an apple. Yeah, for being, like, a very, yeah. it's. I guess he would eat an apple because he wouldn't want to eat an orange. Yeah, well, like, on his desk, there's that, like... His bites are like Goliath, yeah. like literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. He's not yeah. a citrus guy, so that totally attracts. Yeah, because he wouldn't want to eat his friend, I guess. I don't know, but maybe he would want to eat his friend. I don't know. It's yeah. getting a little weird. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Loki time slips to the hospital where Hunter B-15 works at. And then she slips away and he's like, she's like, ah. But she's like a really cool doctor. Mm-hmm. Um. And also, did you notice that Loki's like very sweaty? The entire time he was just yeah. so sweaty. I think probably when he's like time slipping, that's probably really stressful. Yeah. I'd probably be sweating too. It's probably hot in there. It's like a heat flash and then you just wake up somewhere else. I guess it is very like stressful in the body. Yeah. I just noticed like so many sweat stains on him. But I yeah, it. we're gonna try to like go through episode five real real quick. Yeah. So I'm just gonna just say stuff. So next up, Mobius, he's jet skiing in a twenty twenty two branch timeline in Ohio. The TV, uh, Loki walks in and he's like, Mobius, the TVA is gone. And yeah. Mobius is like, I think you mean the ATV? And we got two in last yeah, night. Yeah. He's like, come over here. <laughs> but then Loki time slips away. Um, and the whole time, like, Mobius will not take his son's calls while he's at work, which was, like, very, like, traumatizing in its own way. Because yeah. I was like, do you love your son, sir? Like, are they okay? I get it. Sometimes kids can be annoying with calling their parents. I would be annoying like that with my mom when I wanted to leave school, you know? I yeah. Could, I could see it. I could see why. But yeah, he was ignoring them for He's sure. He's like, I'm, no. He's like, yeah. no, your other son's calling you. He's like, well, call, tell him to call me back too. Right. Anyway, Loki finally time slips to someone who's actually useful. And this is our sweet OB, baby OB, and he has, like, a weird house that mimics the place he works at in the TVA. But before we see his house, um, he's trying to sell his sci-fi books to a local bookstore. Um, so he's, like, a sci-fi writer. But his but as Loki time slips to Obi's house, it turns out that Obi explains to him, oh, like, I'm, I have a PhD and I'm a scientist as my day job, but what I really want to do is write. And Loki is like, okay, perfect, I can use this. And Obi is like, all right, like, let's figure this out. Like, thank God he found him because he's, like, all into a time-traveling character just showing up into his life. Everybody else is like, get away from me, you freaking psycho. Yeah, Don't totally. murder me. Right. And Obi is like, no, this is total, this is absolutely real. Thank God. So yeah. thank God for Obi. 
Bless him. Um, he also tells him, like, he needs to control his time slipping. Uh-huh. And, and that's key. Yeah. And then he also tells him many key things about it. He's like, you're not only slipping in time, but you're also moving around in space. Right. And he's like, why don't you just focus on your why? Um, because that's how you manifest. And I was like, wow. Right. He's getting Fiction versus reality. Yeah. Totally. It was so cool. It was I some deep shit. Him. Only Obi could say those lines and have you be like, I have to pause and think about life right now. He I'll come back to this. was yeah. giving advice. Totally. So Loki tries to time, like, control his time slipping, but he just kind of, like, shakes around for a while. It's kind of weird. But then 19 months has passed, actually, and Loki doesn't know that. So he time slips to Mobius, and he's like, hey, we got to get the band back together, bruh. Yeah. And then Mobius thinks that he's just trying to murder him yeah. the whole time. Fair. And very fair. Yeah. Very fair. Like, this man knows where I work. Now he knows where I he's live. He's following he him home with in, his kids. Yeah. He has to live in the neighborhood. He's where he's going. Like, very strange. But he decides to believe him because all of a sudden, Obi pops up with the temp pad and walks out of a freaking orange like, box. Like, it's nothing. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. And so he gets him. He is able to recruit Mobius by making him say, you know, your kids are going to die if you don't come with me. So that's like a way to get him to come. So, luckily, we don't have to sit through Loki explaining everything to the B-listers of the group. Right. And they kind of just trust him after he comes back with the temp pad. So, we mm-hmm. kind of just get these quick scenes of, like, him showing back up at the hospital out of the temp pad. Right. And she's just, like, and, you know, like, she just, just goes, he's yeah. just showing up. And then, all of a sudden, they're all back at Obi's place. Mm-hmm. And Mobius is talking. And he's, like, hey, like, what's your space name? Like, I'm Mobius. And I, I thought that was cute that he cute. calls it Miss Space He's adorable. Name. I know. And they're like, I is everybody... Space name. <laughs> I know. I need to think of our space names. You know how they say, like, stripper name is, like, your middle name and your street that you grew up on? We have yeah. to think of a space name for that, too. I heard that those things were just to make people tell what their passwords would be to ha- potential hackers. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Never thought of that. It's like, your your stripper name is your grandmother's maiden name. And right. And your, the last five numbers of your, your social, social or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think of that. Oh, my God. But anyway, so they're like, is everybody here? Like, can we do it? And he's like, no, we're missing one. He's so cryptic about it. It's Sylvie. So he finally heads back to her. He time slips in front of her, and he but he controls it and comes back. And this is the first moment we see him control his time slipping. Yeah. So Sylvie's like, what happened? And she's like, and then he time slips, and she's like, okay, bitch, you need a drink. Yeah. So then they go to the bar. She gets them bourbons. She makes him realize he's being like a baby bitch. And it was for, a shot of bourbon. Yeah, it was like not even like a I was like, Mr. Board. Bartender, I know I'm a little biased because I've been doing this for a while, but I'm like, honey... This is your regular. I was like, good. He's like, good choice, Sylvie. And you give her a fucking shot. Not even a chaser. Not even a glass of water. Horrible bartending service. No, it was awful. I'm being a Karen, but also. Also, like, why in a shot glass? Like, wouldn't it be a neat pour? I would. Two bourbons is a neat pour, or at least one or two cubes in it. Two bourbons means neat to me. Like, I would give them neat pours, especially if she's my regular. Didn't even ask what kind. Like, I guess that's just assuming it's well. I don't know. So he knows what bourbon it is. Yeah. Because she's been there before. And I just don't... He calls her Sylvie. Yeah. He was a terrible bartender. Horrible. He was kind of old, though, so I, you know, whatever. Trash man. Yeah. Um, basically, Sylvie makes Loki realize he's being a baby bitch for wanting to not be alone and just have friends. And at this moment, I was like, why can't Loki just stay with Sylvie in the 80s and work at McDonald's with her? And then you kind of, like, think about that, and you're like, he would never be happy. He's a fucking god, and he's starting to realize that, you know. He got glorious purpose. Mm -hmm. He got glorious purpose. He's a glorious man. I think that's why I love this show so much. I love it, and it's just like they really have humanized him throughout the entire thing. To the point where he actually has feelings, he has emotions, he has friends that he actually considers, like, true friends that he doesn't want. Like, he's that's grown the, so much. Yeah, that's the only reason he's doing all of this is because he doesn't want his friends to lose their lives and their, like, timelines that they love. And it's like, old Loki would just be like, oh, fuck these guys. I'm going to exist in the sacred timeline anyway. Like, let me just leave, you know? Yeah. But I digress. It's It's been really cool to see that. 
those those points of Loki, you know? Yeah. That growth. So Loki realizes he's being selfish, and he tries to drink his bourbon, but it blows away in a wisp of dust, and we don't really know why. Um, so we head back to OB's. Casey clearly hasn't showered. But back in Sylvie's timeline, she's at her local 24-hour record store with Lyle, which is, like, a weird name because it sounds like Kyle, but, like, his name's Lyle. Anyway, he seems... Lyle was cool. And then he, like, suggests the record for Sylvie to listen to, which I thought... I really like this Sylvie timeline, and I'm glad she finally found one. Where she's like enjoying her life, but obviously at the sacrifice Clearly has of a, a really good life. Yeah, I mean, fucking working at McDonald's, living the dream, going out to a bar, a favorite bartender. Her has bartender a, sucks, right? Whatever, but has she a cute mullet haircut. Yeah, yeah, she's just living her best life, and she goes and she listens to this record and spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti everywhere. Everybody's um, spaghettiing. She realizes she's like, oh shit, like I have to go join Loki because everything is fucked. Mm-hmm. So she decides to join the heist group. Uh, so what has happened was they finally are all back together. They got the band back together or whatever, and they're ready to go when all of a sudden the temp pad disappears. And so they racially profile, um, the only brown guy in the room of stealing. And then he turns to spaghetti immediately. So they're like, what the hell? And then everybody turns to spaghetti except for Loki. And then he controls his time slipping he learns how to do it in that moment, and now he can try to right the wrongs again and again, which yeah, brings exhausting. us to episode six, Glorious Purpose, which is the name of the first episode of the first season of this series. I'm so emotional. we're doing an Ouroboros, literally. It's so good. Yeah. That's going to be the title of this episode, you guys. Ouroboros, Why am I getting an email? I don't know. This, this episode was 58 minutes long you're left with that at the end of episode five you're like what the hell is gonna happen how are they gonna wrap this up it seems like it's a never-ending loop of what keeps happening you know loki's gonna have to go to like dire needs to get back to a certain point in time but this is you know this is probably gonna be the last season of loki are we gonna see him again you know he's obviously not in the sacred timeline right now of endgame avengers infinity war like so this is the only kind of in we had with him to keep him alive, and we obviously love him so much, even more now. Um, I will note that new intro was so badass in the beginning, how they did Marvel Studios with, like, the green font. Yeah. And then they just, like, went into it. I love that. Um, so like you said, Loki's learned to control his time slipping, um, which is key to it. He has all the variants assembled right now of all of the people, all of his motley crew there. They start back back at the scene with Victor Timely and his friends before they walk. He walks into the time loom, and of course he spaghettis again as he goes out there. Loki's like, "Ah, fuck! Here we go again." And he's like, "How many times are we gonna have to do this?" So he keeps replaying the scene to go faster each time because Obi's like, "You you ran out of time." So he's like, "Okay, do it again, but go go go." And it's kind of funny because he's just like clearly exhausted. This man like he's even finishing everybody's sentences yeah, he's like, for them. Why are you being so weird, you know? <laughs> and it's funny cuz like the characters are still totally being themselves and like trusting him and Mobius is like that's weird, but okay, you know, and Sylvie's like I know something's up with you, you know. Yeah. And it's it's straight up like he popped an Adderall and he had like a large cold brew from he Dunkin did and just he's like, seem like that's he when had he's got the sweats. Yeah. yeah, he's like, "Oh my god, I got to do this." Which I love it cuz I've never seen I like Loki. His sweating. Yeah. I did too. I've never seen him so motivated to like just help people ever. You know, nobody has. Um and so Timely enters, eventually he keeps going back so many times that Timely enters and this time he does not slip. And it's funny because he's walking out in the temporal loom and he's like getting closer and closer. And Loki's just standing there on his microphone, totally having his own like podcast moment. And he's just like, keep going. You're going to be okay. He's so nonchalant at this point. You're brave. You're so brave. Don't put the thing on the floor because it's going to roll away, you know? He's like, hey, I told you not to put it on the floor. It's going to roll. And he grabs it. Oh my gosh, shit. They're going to have to do it again. But it was kind of comedic in that sense because Loki's so, I feel like, a nonchalant character. Like, we haven't even seen all the times he's done it over again. Yeah, they they totally cut it, obviously, for time. And, like, he probably did it hundreds of times, which just, again, shows how much his character is growth. He's so cute. I know. He loves his friends so much. Um, and so it works he presses the green button he has to press it a couple times the loom starts to weave the branches together and everyone's like oh my god yay yay but then it stops working so Timely gets back in there he tells them the branches are duplicating and expanding at an infinite rate another word they love in Marvel you're like infinite multiverses he says it's like trying to divide by zero 
there will ever be anything enough to stop it. So Loki's just like, oh my god, this is exhausting. So I'm yeah. going to have to go back even further. Right. So everybody, I think, if you've seen season one, you know where he's going to have to go. He's going to have to go to the point where Sylvie almost, where she kills he who remains. Because he's got to protect the sacred timeline. Exactly. To keep all of his babies together. So he flashes back to that scene in season one. I thought I it was so cool. I know. Um, he stops Sylvie from killing he who remains and he's like trying to convince her not to do it again. Such a good moment for Loki just being like, hey, I've been where you've been. You don't want to do this. Like he's just being, he's so humanized, you know? And a great moment for his tight pants uh, fighting (laughs) because he's fighting in the tightest pants ever, the tightest shirt ever. And it's like, how are they not ripping? How many did they go through when they were choreographing this scene, you know? Yeah. They were shooting it. They probably had to replace his pants so many times. Probably. I didn't even think of that. I was so like just. Always on the verge of rip. They were. um, And basically Sylvie's like, you're going to have to kill me if you want it to not, you know, happen. She says that so many times. Yeah, and it's like, repeat, repeat, repeat. clearly I ain't going to kill that. Right. He can't do it. I'll beat it, but I won't kill it. (laughs) During the Loki and Sylvie fight, Sylvie accuses him, like, you've been seduced. All you want is a throne. Yeah. And at this point, he yells... The last thing I want is a throne, which he wanted a throne in the first. Originally. Originally, that's all he ever wanted. Right. he believed he deserved it. And now he's like, that is not what I want. I want a life with the friends that I created. And it was just a beautiful moment because he doesn't want the throne. He just wants his friends to be happy. It's so cute. I love, I love the growth so much. So he starts time traveling even back further to the elevator when they're riding up with He Remains. And eventually it gets to the point where Kang, like, pauses time. And he's like, how many times have you been doing this, bro? Like, you haven't figured yeah. out how to pause yet? And he starts laughing. And Kang was amazing in this moment. It's at this point that Kang asks him how many times he's kind of been doing this over and over again. Um, he kind of makes fun of him for not knowing how to pause time. And Loki's like, oh, shit, I could do that. You know, he just learned how to stop time slipping. Mm-hmm. Again, he's been so humanized. He's kind of still forgetting he's a god, you know? And he's yeah. very powerful. And so Kang is laughing about it all. It was actually really, it was a great scene, great banter, because Kang is just, he remains just, he's in a hilarious character. Such an asshole, but so good at playing the role. Jonathan Majors, you- What a you, terrible fucking you, twat you, of a person. You method person, but, you. But wow, you are a great actor. Um, so Why he, are all the great actors such fucking douchebags? Yeah, it's it's very method. Um, he tells Loki he planned all of this. Sylvie eventually comes back and he ends up being able to pause her. And then him and Kang start talking about the temporal loom issue. Kang lets him know the temporal loom is a fail safe. It deletes everything but the sacred timeline. He's like, oh, great. So then he's Loki's, you know, he's thinking, he, he looks to the back. He sees an equation on the wall. He says, well, I'll change the equation. Mm-hmm. And Kang's like, well, if you do that, you're going to start a war. A secret war. Yeah. Um, where no one will survive. Come on. We've and heard that like, line before. I, and Loki's like, I'll take them. We've heard that line before. He's got friends. He knows his brother will come and fucking save him. Um, He's come like, on. I have Avengers that will freaking help me. Right. If there's a threat that big, we're going to figure yeah. it out. He, I, we're going to resurrect but Iron Man. Like, it's going to be okay. He just would think like at this moment it's just him. Yeah. And he could do it on his own. Right. And he and Kang says back to him, because Loki's like, I'll take them all. Yeah. And Kang's like, I know, champ. Yeah. Like, he just knows. He knew. That happened. He knew what he was it do. feels like it already had happened. Right. Before, There's you know, some bigger. Just like, he ta- it, it goes this way. Yeah. And he does, you know, like, fight them and fight them and fight them until yeah. the end. But actually, something different ends up happening. Right. So Loki has to make the hard choice. Does he kill Sylvie or does he change the equation? Mm-hmm. And our next scene, he goes all the way back to when he went Mobius and that like first episode. It's so cute. And they're having that conversation about what makes Loki tick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he starts talking to Mobius. He kind of just cuts to the chase. He's like, how do you choose who lives and who dies? You know, he's trying to dissuade Mobius from the TVA and everything they're doing. And they start having a little bit of a conversation about all of that. Um, he ends up, from this conversation, he ends up realizing Renslayer is the reason he's there, and then they start slipping again. Yep. Um, the last scene then gets replayed from episode five, where they're all together and everyone's slipping, 
Um, and it's him and Sylvie at the very end. He pauses time. He tells her he's out of options. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah, she's like, how the hell did you do that? He tells her this is like it. He doesn't know what to do. And she realizes he has to kill her. And then Sylvie kind of again just Because that was after talking to Mobius. If right. he believes that the sacred timeline is the one true timeline and he's like ready to do? sacrifice everything because that's what Mobius does. It's for the greater good. Right. And so he's like very much like, I just talked to my bro and this is what this my is bro good. said. Yeah. And like, I got I totally agree with him, you know? Right. But then he talks to his girlfriend. And she's like... Who are you to have the right to choose who gets to fight or not? Or what's worth it or not for somebody? You know, again, Sylvie's had a horrible life. She's lived through so many different apocalypses. She's never had a timeline where she's actually been able to go listen to records with Lyle or go work a regular job at McDonald's, you know? Have a truck. Have a Bella Twilight moment in the truck, you know? <laughs> Maybe Blade's running around back there. Vampire you know, or something. exactly. <laughs> Blade, There's a reason she's, she's going probably, back to that timeline. Yeah, Blade is there. fucking Blade Blade there. is rolling up. So true. In the fucking, what is it? Pri- I want to see that movie. Was it the Prius? What it's was like it? the Twilight Blade? Yeah, Twilight, Twilight Blade. Blade. Someone make a spoof. Someone make a spoof. Twilight Blade. Um, so Loki then travels to the scene where the temporal loom is just hitting the fan and Timely is supposed to walk out. I originally thought this was going to happen before. No, but listen, okay, we're, we're going way too fast because so after um, talking to Sylvie, yeah, it's like our, he chooses a different path. It's like he talks to his bro and it, this is art imitating life. Okay. So he goes and talks to his bro and he's like, oh my God, I like double down, like we're right, okay? Like we're correct, like we're both on the same page and... Wait, what then, bro, Mobius? Yes. So then, okay. Loki, so then Loki goes to talk to his girlfriend, and the girlfriend's like, there's another way. And then Loki's like, oh shit, oh yeah, okay. And then he goes with what his girlfriend says. And it was just art imitating life, and it's I true. just like really But it's felt also like, him, too. But it's also like, bro, you shouldn't get advi- life advice from a bro. It's never, just skip that step. Just go right to your girlfriend. That's the only thing I had to say about that. I think you should analyze what everybody's saying depending on how long you've been friends with people because obviously your friends have but if you're a man you should just ask your girlfriend i mean a woman in general you know take us just skip the step yeah um either way he's he's weighing (laughs) through his options um it's a good argument to have but um so then they do go back to the scene where the temporal loom is exploding timely's supposed to walk out i originally thought this was going to happen when timely was going to walk i thought Honestly, Loki was just going to do it himself anyway. He's a fucking god. I think yeah. he could have skipped over all of this if he just did it in the first place, which to me, it, it was cute to have these episodes, though. I'm glad they did it. So Loki's going to walk out and do it himself. He has that classic moment where he like, locks the door and everyone's like, Loki, what are you doing? Um, very emotional moment. Um, he knows he has to like somewhat sacrifice himself. At this point, we don't really know if he's going to die and what's going to happen to him. You know, He walks out and it's such a cool moment where like his... His whole like TVA his outfit, Dior jacket, yeah, they just explode, and it he's turns got his god PJs on. Yeah, it turns into his god outfit. He sheds and he his gets clothes. hornier and hornier as he walks out. His horns do. They they definitely look a little bit more um, phallic. Yeah, I'm into it. And it was really cool to see him and his fit again. His his classic Loki fair. He uses his powers again. He remembers he's a freaking god. He explodes the entire temporal loom destroys it he reaches out because all it gets really really dark all the branch timelines are around him they look like vines and he starts grabbing them and as he grabs them he realizes they're dying yeah he grabs them and they start turning green and so he keeps grabbing them he's keeping them alive it's so oh it's such a great scene and he as he's grabbing them um he starts walking into like this void and we get a a close-up on his like little loafers yeah which were something. They were like a fine stitch slipper. I don't know why he was wearing those shoes. It was weird. I wasn't expecting that. He should have had like boots that. on. Like boots. Loki boots. I was so thinking that's what he boot, usually wears. And I was like, okay, like if you're trying to be like of the times and like what's in right now, it's still not that slipper. It would be like a clog or like a croc. That was a big slip. They messed up with that. Yeah. They totally did. And I wonder if it's on purpose because it's like... Another t- slippers. Bro. I don't know. Like he, why would his whole outfit shed? But he would still have the same shoes on. 
Like it should be bo- it should be Loki boots. That's what he, he had, wears. Like these weird. They were so weird. They were like brown. It was it was weird. It yeah. was not a part of the outfit at all. I don't know who did that, but they Loki should be fired. Has to be running around, clomping around in boots. The only thing I could think of is that it's like another hint to like another time or something, something, something. You is, know, isn't our Loki who wouldn't wear those fucking yeah, slippers? Yeah, he would not wear those shoes. Um, he's a god. Come on. So he starts walking to that green void. He disappears as he's walking up kind of these like invisible steps. He's grabbing all of the branch timelines as he walks up to what appears to be a golden throne that he Mm. obviously never wanted. He sits atop the throne and connects all of the branches together, thus keeping them alive, thus kind of being stuck there forever. It was giving Greek God. I know that he's a Norse God, but I don't know anything about Norse mythology. Actually, it's probably very similar. But so what I know about Greek mythology is like, that's what it seems like, like how they're always doomed to be doing something because yeah. that's how the Greeks made up everything was like, oh, Sacrifice Atlas has and... to hold the weight of the world which right. starts on a tilt. And it's like Persephone is doomed to Hades but comes up once a year for spring so we can have vegetation. So it was just like every god is kind of doomed mm-hmm. to have everything work the way that it does. And it was just very, that's what it, that's what it reminded me of. And yeah. It was sad. It was really sad. It was one of those moments where it's just like you just want to see Loki be happy and he sacrificed everything for his friends. It was totally a redemption moment for his character with what we've seen him as and it was beautifully tragic and thus the scene ends. So then it goes, little the afterward font comes up. Mm-hmm. Everybody's back at the TVA. This um, has just happened. They yeah. witness it all. They witness it all. They're watching and they're like, okay, I guess we go back to fucking normal life. Um, Mobius is not well. Mobius isn't well. He's keeping track of He Who Remains variants so they can stop them before they realize what's happening. Um, he starts to read a copy of his file as requested. Um, and him and B15 are chatting and Mobius is just like, I, you know, I've been avoiding this branch timeline and that life I have that Loki's been talking about and everybody, like he wants to see his other life. At least he, he owes that almost in a sense to Loki for what Loki has sacrificed. Um, they cut to all of the branch timelines kind of existing at this point, and we see Renslayer, who's in the void, and she's, like, on top of to what appears time, to be, yeah. yeah, the TVA covered in, like, grass or whatever, and you can and hear... And now it's grass. Yeah. Loki's life-giving. I and you can hear so Goliath much. just like, ah, and she's just sitting there. She got a really shit end of the deal out of that. No, because then all this purple... Shows up in her face and her hair is like blown backwards. She's, like, oh she's all God. like, blow- she's having like a purple orgasm. Like, yeah, waking for up real. And, like, King's King's Goliath. Yeah. yeah. Um. Somebody's like blowing in her face. Someone, someone's there. Do you think it was the dog being like, Ugh. like maybe what do you think? if she's lucky. I think no. it was some king like came back for her because she was like. Blown it could in be. She we're so definitely weird. gonna see her again. Um, and then Mobius is back at his family branch timeline with Sylvie and he just loves it. He's like, it's the best block on the house. And he just like looks so happy and content. Also like, why did Mobius invite Sylvie there? I think she just showed up. She's just nosy. Now that Loki's gone, she really has nobody to fuck with. You think she got him the file? That's what I was thinking. Maybe. Well, cause she's a variant of Loki, you know? So. She probably brought him the file. Yeah, because they are friends, like, in their own way. And they have each other now. They don't really have Loki, so they're kind of probably just looking to each other to console one another. Yeah. But, um, so they talk. Right. They talk about Loki, and she's just like, it's weird that he's not here, but she's going to get going, and she's like, what are you going to do now? And he's like, I just want to watch this timeline and let time pass. Yeah. So he's going to be hanging out over there, but we'll see him in Deadpool 3. So. Yeah. It was it was such a good ending. Um, Loki finally has his redemption. I'm sad. I miss him already. It was so good. I, I don't think this is the end of Loki. It was the saddest freaking moment where so they sad. close up on his beautiful, adorable yeah. little face, acting with so much damn emotion, yeah. like holding on to all of these branches. And he controls the whole damn multiverse, and he's still a loser. Yeah, it's he's still a loser. He's still lost. He's the he lost. I don't think Loki's always lose. True, but I don't think he thinks he's a loser in this sense. I I don't think he he thinks he's a loser, but I think he knows that he lost. Yeah, I feel like this was the only thing he can do to 
save his friends. He couldn't save himself. So yeah. he doomed to lose. And this was, I think, the most poetic way to end it because he did lose. It's so messed up. He deserves such a better ending, but I don't... He's literally controller of the whole damn universe. Which is, is almost like ironically what he wanted in the beginning, but now he doesn't want. Right. But... He just wanted friends. He, the poor guy has to sit there for God knows how long until mm-hmm. Secret War comes out. Um, which I, that's my next prediction is when, what is going to happen with Loki? What are we going to do with these characters? Cause I don't think there's going to be another season. I think we're going to segue into more Marvel movies now with all of this information and all these things that happened. Cause obviously Loki season one was like really influential on all of the Marvel movies thus mm-hmm. far with the multiverse, with no way home. Now that none of that is kind of happening anymore. Like, what does this all mean? It's obviously interconnected you can kind of just go back into any timeline and grab anybody you want like last week we talked about them resurrecting black widow and iron man and i think right and i feel like this was written before that became a thing before they realized that they were in too deep and no one was really taking to the new characters they didn't like them right so i feel like (laughs) yeah so i feel like this was written beforehand to be loki's ending and now, with the way that Marvel's doing everything, it feels like, well, this might not be his ending. No. But this was definitely written to be his, his goodbye. Yeah. And it, they do that with the major characters. You know, they gave Black Widow her own movie to say goodbye. Right. They gave, you know, the end game was, like, uh, Iron Man and Captain America's goodbye. Like, they do that. Like, they had... The whole Gardens of the Galaxy, the last movie, they said goodbye to multiple characters. Yeah. They always give them a, a send-off. Yeah. And this was definitely Loki's send-off, but it's, this was this was all shot and written before they realized they'd fucked everything up. I yeah. I um I just think it's the way the ratings have been going for a lot of Marvel things, I think they need to keep Loki around if they want to keep, like, getting people to fucking pay attention. Yeah. Um, I think it could be a really, really cool moment in Secret Wars with Thor and Loki and them figuring out a way to keep those timelines connected. I think the key to that is Iron Man. I think someone is going to be able to figure that out just like it was impossible after Infinity Wars and they did an endgame with Iron Man. I think there's an answer out there. There's definitely ways that this could work out, but it's hard to imagine because he's literally the god of everything and all time, and he's literally the only thing that's keeping all the timeline branches together. And if he were to leave his post, everything would would fall apart. So I think they kind of anchored him into this almost impossible situation to, to get, get him out of. of. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see what they're going to be able to do. I, I'm just glad that it's kind of, there's still a chance that it could be open-ended or something could happen in the future, but... How? I, I think there's a way they could fix the timeline. I think there's a way that Kang is going to, because Kang is obviously like trying to, all of his variants are going fucking but crazy. that would mean he would have to be Loki. And I feel like Loki's whole story was that he was stronger than Kang the whole time. So that would, like, just basically rewrite exactly what his entire series was about. It would, like you said in the last episode, what a waste of time. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's still, I think there's still a chance that we're going to see him again. I don't think it's the end of Loki. But I think it would be a good send-off, too. I mean, his variants might very well exist in different timelines, but the Loki from 2012 is very much sitting on a throne at yeah. the end of time. I just can't imagine... Kang has variants. I... Loki probably has variants. Oh, totally. He does. We've seen him. But the Loki of 2012 Avengers is sitting at the end of time in a throne. I just can't imagine Thor finding that out and not trying to like go see him or anything. But he has a different brother. I guess. I don't know. Agree to disagree. But he does, though. Like, we saw Loki continue his journey on through several other movies. He was in Endgame, and he died at the hands of Thanos. But in this series, this Loki 2012 is dead. That's Loki 2018. So Loki 2018 is Thor's brother. So he had, like, there's so many variants of Loki. I don't know. (laughs) 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It is, though. It is, though. I don't, I don't, I just don't think they're going to end Loki on that note. I don't know. I just, that's, Yeah, that's he could it, have a variant out there. Yeah. He could very well have a variant out there. We will have to see, but, I mean, I, I don't think we'll see him for a while, honestly. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. Tom Hiddleston is raising a baby right now, so we'll see what? how that goes. Tom Hiddleston is raising a baby. What are you talking about? He has a child. Doesn't Tom Hiddleston have a child? Oh, Tom Hiddleston. I'm hearing you say <laughs> Tom Holland. I'm like, oh my God. I don't know. The possibilities are endless. Marvel can just resurrect people and bring in random people again and again and again. That is you how know. comic books are. Nobody ever dies in an actual comic book. Right. Um, but I thought this was a very poetic and beautiful way to end Loki's character. And like I said, it was part of the original plan to end beloved characters and give them these send-offs yeah now that they realize that what they did is not going to make them any money they might bring them back in crazy stupid ways and that's what comic books have always done right so in a way it's an ouroboros again i'm gonna that just blew my fucking mind right now dude you know how many times i've seen captain america die and spider-man yeah oh spider-man dies never dead never This is so stupid. All right, I'm beginning to lose faith. But you guys, this was a really great season. We can't wait to come back to you. We're going to come back with some Invincible. We know we promised to um, recap those, so we'll be doing that um, when we come back next time. So thanks for listening. Bye.